0: David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone! Bring them out, bring them out. out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring
1: them out, bring them out. Oh! Welcome in to the and J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you, Phone lines open for you, 312-332-ESPN, 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. It is Meat and Cheese Week as we get ready for the Bears and Packers. By the way, that's a 325 start. Our coverage starts at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning right here on ESPN 1000, the home of the Bears and Cap. For the first time ever, you're going to be able to see this live at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Bears and Packers, a, one of the oldest, best rivalries in the NFL. I have never
2: been to Lambeau Field. I've been to Green Bay. I've called basketball games at UW Green Bay. Uh, we have a place up in Wisconsin we go to in the summer, not far from there. But I have never set foot in Lambeau Field. And so our friend Darren has season tickets from Bernie's Book Bank. He's out of town. He said, Hey, you want these tickets? Venmo me the money, and you're, they're yours. Done. Bam. So we're going with two friends of ours. Mike and Lori, me and Mindy are going to be there, and I'm at a conundrum. Yeah, what's that? Do I wear a jersey? No. I'm
1: 63 years old, for
2: crying out loud.
1: No, I mean, what's a conundrum? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, go ahead.
2: Do I wear a jersey there? Because I'm going to be full, bared up. Like, to go in there, my first game it matters Justin's plan to, like, quiet every critic. Dude, I, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, it's the last... Tailgating, the whole, I'm doing the whole thing. Full meathead. Mm-hmm. Do I wear a jersey? My friend Dino at Dino Sports Fan Shop in the Glen. Mm-hmm. Dude, just come in, I'll get you a jersey. Do I get the the, the white Justin Fields jersey with the blue and orange stripes on the... Uh, cool as could be. Like a throwback... or um alternate jersey. Mm -hmm. I've got a Walter Payton navy blue. Do I get the orange jersey? I think I have an orange jersey as well. I think of Khalil Mack. I'm not going to wear that. That's old. Dated. What do I do? Or do I just dress like a human, wear like a a sweatshirt and my warm jacket?
1: Well, let me ask you. When you went to Kansas City, what did you wear? For the Bear game? Mm Mm-hmm. Bears, I wore, your first time at, the, at Arrowhead Stadium, what did you wear for that game?
2: I had on a Bears hoodie. It was warm that day. It mm-hmm. was like 70-some degrees, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I had a Bears hoodie and jeans on.
1: Okay. And no one really picked at you except for the score, of course. Correct. But that, because it, it was such a terrible game.
2: Well, I went into that game with a lot of trepidation where I went, oh, boy, we're going to get crushed.
1: We knew. Yes. We knew. We,
2: yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so I was not, hey, here we go. Let's. No, I sat in my seat, had my cocktail, and (laughs) knew. Um, You see that cliff there? We're about to fall off of it.
1: Yes. Mindy. To the point where you said that the Chiefs fan was not going at you, they pitied you, which is even worse. That's the worst. They look down on you. They
2: patronize you. Yeah. Because the game, I think it was 40 to 10, something like that. Yeah. And the game ends. And throughout the game, I got people around me. My friend Mike, you know, so, yeah, you guys will get there someday. It's like, oh,
1: great, thanks. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then I went outside, and there's the Lamar Hunt statue, mm-hmm. the owner of the Chiefs. And I, I'm going to do my recap right here. Got my, my buddy Mike's filming me. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome into the recap oh, of the Chiefs 41 to 10 or 40 to 10. Pounding of the Bears here. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hunt, can you buy our team? That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And people were literally going by, stopping, watching this, and then going, hey, buddy, we've been there. You know, it's going to take a while, but you guys will get there someday. Good luck. Hope you enjoyed Kansas City. Like, they, they weren't trash talking, they yes. were just. Pat on the head. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. I would rather they tell me to go F myself. Yes. You guys suck. Get out of our town. That would be more entertainment than, hey, little guy, we got you.
1: <laughs> Sorry. It would be brighter days ahead. I don't know when. Now, this is different because Kansas City and the Bears are not a rivalry, but the Bears and Packers are. Correct. And you're going into the belly of the beast. You're Correct. going into Lambeau Field. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Go, Pack, go. You're going in there, and it's going to be kind of like Where's Waldo, Cap, for you, in which, yes, there will be Bears fans there, but based on where you're you're sitting, people will be able to see you. Amongst all that green and gold and all that cheese and Limburger. they'll be able to find you, Cap, in whatever you're wearing. Yes. And so so you're saying, what should you wear? Well, I'm just saying because you're a Bears fan, you've got to represent. And I think that it's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. I say hoodie and then like a jersey on top of it. You're not too old to wear a jersey, by the way. Really? I, I know, uh, but, I, you know, we've heard this before. It's funny that you bring this up. Mm-hmm. I found an old article from Rick Riley. You remember him? Oh, yeah. Remember him? He hasn't been around for a while. I'm he's sure, still alive. I'm sure he's counting his money someplace, right? His, he's his, still with us. Right? Yeah, I think so. Is ESPN Money. He does a story called The Jersey Rules Mm -hmm. and says that you may not wear a jersey past 29. You are immediately related to the person whose name is on the back. That's the only exception. Or you are the person whose name is on the back. That team photo is required. He also says that you may not wear a jersey without a shirt underneath, especially NBA jerseys. Nobody wants to see your nipples. He's right there. He says that uh, also you may not wear a jersey if someone else is in your group is already wearing one. Uh, It's also known as the fedora rule. You know, the fedora hat. Yes. Uh, No, no two guys in any group should wear a fedora. The second man's fedora must be trashed, crushed or sold. Um, So he says that you shouldn't wear a jersey. I disagree. As you've known me, Cap, I mean, as you know, me in the morning. I'm just finding anything that smells clean, and I'll just throw it on. Mm-hmm. I'm dressing in the dark anyway. Right. It's 3 o'clock. It's 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, okay, I'll just put this on. I don't have my outfits always laid out. Unless, I lay it out every unless, night. Unless, well, I mean, you have to lay it out every night. I mean, keeps you keeps you virile. Yes. But I, I, I just think, you know, for me, I'm just trying to find something because I'm not doing a fashion show. I'm just doing a morning show on the radio. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, I think it's okay To be able to wear a jersey, no matter how old you are. I think there's no problem with that. I will
2: never, ever wear a jersey unless it's like I had to do something when I was working at NBC. They had us do a deal, me and Chuck Garfine, and we had Hawks jerseys with our name on it. And you had to wear it on the ice and do the shoot the puck contest. That's different. Going to a game as a fan, I will never, ever understand people that buy jerseys with their name on the back.
1: Now I wouldn't do that. You didn't play for the team. Yeah, I've never done that.
2: Now it's it would be strange to be an adult me, or as you like to say, an adult with a mortgage. Yeah, and I'm wearing Connor Bedard's name on the back of my Blackhawks jersey. He's 18. Now, if I wear a generational Stan Makita, okay, I grew up watching him. Cool, Fine. he's long gone. Peyton, I have a Walter Payton jersey. Do I wear a Justin Fields jersey into the belly of the beast on Sunday with, like, a hoodie underneath it?
1: There's nothing wrong with that. You're representing the team that you root for. There, there, there is no, to me, there's no age appropriation of, well, you know, you're a certain age, so you shouldn't wear jerseys. I mean, you're a sports fan. What are you supposed to go in there with a suit and tie and a, you know, I mean, a, and a fedora? No, you're a sports fan. You dress like a sports fan. Right. right, but I, like, I'm wearing
2: a Bears, I wear almost every day a sports hoodie or some kind of hoodie. Yeah. Almost every day. So I got a Bears hoodie on right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And do, do I wear, like I've got a Cold Gear mock turtleneck Sure. on mm-hmm. the hoodie. Do I wear this, put my warm winter coat on, I got my field shear ding, ding, ding to a sponsor, heated gloves that I'll charge up, mm-hmm. wear those, I'm good. Pair of jeans, let's go. Yeah, I, I have, or do I go to Dino's today and go, all right, let's do it. Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're at a sporting event. You want to be comfortable, right? So that's what I would do. You know, when I'm going to a basketball game, if I have a Bulls hoodie, I'll put a Bulls hoodie on. You know how many things I've got sports-wise because I'm a sports fan. Right. I'm wearing a Georgia red hoodie. Why? I'm a Georgia fan. Right. <laughs> if I'm going to a Georgia game, what should I wear? Right. For a three-piece suit with a, with a vest? And a pocket watch? No, you wear sports stuff. So I say you can be able to do that. But I I think we should delve into this part of it as well. Mm -hmm. The idea that some people say that you have to be a certain age, and there's a cutoff of wearing jerseys. Like when you're 25, 30 years of age, that should be the cutoff. And I don't agree with that. I have an Earl Campbell, Texas jersey. I'm not even a Texas fan. I'm an Earl Campbell fan. Who isn't? How great was Earl Campbell as, a, as an oiler and as a Texas Longhorn? Correct. So, you know, when you talk about this, you're talking to the wrong guy because you know how much sports apparel I have. Right. I have as many casual clothes and dress-up clothes as I have jerseys and hoodies. So, I mean, <laughs> so but I know I'm a sports fan, so you wear sports gear. I say the Fields, yes. Now, do you have any trepidation because people are 50-50 on Fields of wearing a Fields jersey? Would you rather wear something else, like a DJ Moore maybe? No. I'd rather wear a Justin Let Let's just be clear here. Or
2: Sanborn. I, like I have... Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh
1: uh-huh. um, Sanborn.
2: You're unbelievable. <laughs> I have always said to you, let's let the quarterback thing play out. Let's let Ryan Poles do his homework. Sure. And then I'm going to ride or die with our GM. Period. I I like Justin very much. I like the thought of trading the number one pick and getting an amazing haul? And if you told me that Caleb Williams is going to be the best quarterback in the National Football League, okay, then I'll take him too. I'm all in on what's good for the logo. I'm a Bears fan. Justin's got a lot of boxes checked. He's a great kid, a great leader, loves our community. He wants all of it. I have no problem wearing a Justin Fields jersey in there. None.
1: All right. Alright, then that's why we're asking the question. Should Cap wear a jersey when he goes to Lambeau Field as the Bears get ready to take on the Packers? 312-332 ESPN three three two three seven seven six. Also, is there an age where you can't? Is there a cutoff? I don't think that there is.
2: And I, I I'm not a hoodie under a jersey guy. If you're gonna wear it and you're gonna have his name on your back, I'll cover it up with a hood. No. I don't mean a U hood. Yeah, I, I mean a hoodie hood. Yes. No. I'll wear, like, a cold gear like this mm-hmm. with the jersey and my warm jacket. Yeah. Or do I layer her up with this? I got a hoodie on. I got a vest on. Like, I could do all that and yeah. wear my Bears
1: hat. I just say you go in there and represent and, and just be unafraid. Go in there and represent your Chicago Bears fan. Go in there. Now, again, it'll be a Where's Waldo situation. They take a wide shot and it's like green, gold, green, gold. Who's that jackaloon in the orange and blue? Right. Oh, it's David Kaplan. There right he is there. down there. <laughs> but at least he's representing the Chicago Bears because he loves the team. So, and listen, this is a safe space here on Cap'n J Hood. If you still wear a jersey, we want to know what jersey you're wearing. And, and how old a guy or woman are you?
2: Yeah, and don't, and don't put your name on the back.
1: I, I would agree with that. Goldstein. No, Goldstein didn't play for the team. <laughs> Sorry. I've seen that, too. Hey. I've never had a jersey with a hood on the back. No. But Hood, there's like Rodney Hood
2: played in the NBA. Like there, No shot. There are some Hoods that play. I don't know the last Kaplan that was a star in the NFL. <laughs> I don't.
1: No, it's got to be the jersey of the person who actually wore the number and the name. Not your own. I agree with that. So Cap and I are going to take your phone calls coming up. Uh, Cap's going to go to Lambeau. What do you think? Should he wear a jersey, a Bears jersey? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, child. Yes. Yeah.
0: Checkmate 1-6. suppression on target. That's why I see him in a shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's
1: why I see him in my shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... That would be Club Hawthorne Pettig Bars featuring craft beers, great food, horse racing, video
2: slots, sports betting through points bet throughout Chicagoland. We say good morning to Shea W. Norwood.
3: Good morning, boys. On a Wednesday, how are we? Awesome. We are doing great. Blessed to be here with you guys.
1: I think that uh, we have discovered something for Cap. Something to wear. It's going to be a jersey, and he'll stand out. The hope is, is that that jersey is not a scarlet letter for you. What does that mean? What, do you mean? what does it mean? It means what I just told you. The hope is, is that you're not standing out like a sore thumb and someone's trying to swing on you.
2: Uh, tell them to pack a lunch and bring a platoon. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in ready.
1: To do what? To root for the Bears?
2: Yeah, to cheer my team on, and any green and gold jackaloon, as Yurko calls him, wants to have a shot at the title? <laughs> what title do you have?
1: A shot at the title. We're coming. We're going to take me? the
2: North and never give it back. Not this year, but it's coming.
1: Okay. You said you don't want a fan to take a shot at the title. What, what title do you hold? I don't see any belts. What title?
2: You come at the king, you best not miss.
1: Okay. I'm coming in hot, ready to go, uh-huh. Bears-Packers. Uh-huh. Okay. You, you being the king in that scenario, right? Correct. You being
2: the king. Because I'm coming from a real city, from Chicago. I can bust. <laughs> I'm coming from Chicago. Uh-huh.
1: Coming in to rep my team. So you hear that, folks? You know, best not uh, come at the king. You best not miss, right, when you come at the king. And and Cap being the king. Some
2: jag's going to punch me out at the stadium. (laughs) Hey, king, how's that doing down there? (laughs) Hey, man, I'm a
3: lover, not a fighter.
2: I just want to go have a good time. You hear that, Shane?
3: Viral photo again of Cap asleep at a live event, except this time he got knocked out. Yeah,
1: I just don't want to see you on, on your ass on an Instagram reel. Yeah, he's yeah, I mean, being knocked out. Bears! Oh God! I'm coming in to
2: rep my team and cheer as hard as I can, and hopefully, uh-huh. uh, when sixty minutes of football is over, we're walking out loving it.
1: Yeah, seven and ten. Here's Shay Norling. Shay, wow. All right, uh, Aaron
3: Rodgers was on Pat McAfee yesterday, and oh he wanted to talk a little bit about the Bears-Packers rivalry. Take a listen to what he thinks of the state of the rivalry. Bears have been playing
0: very well yeah. these last couple weeks, so. but, hey, every, everything you want. You know, got one more to get into the dance at home. Jordan Love has played incredible down the stretch here. Absolutely incredible. He's been really fun to watch, especially with guys being hurt.
2: Pretty good, I'm kid. Just,
0: I'm worried about the defense still, Aaron. I think that's kind of just, just the way it goes. I, but, hey, beat the Bears and you're in the dance. That's all you can ask for.
1: Definitely the young guys have played really well, and Jordan's been uh, excellent. He made, like, four or five pretty incredible throws you know, the other night. Um, so, one more game to go. It's uh, the Super Bowl for the Bears just about every year because they haven't been, have been in the playoffs. Oh, that yeah, first not- are. Yep. Well, that- long, so... <laughs> This is their Super Bowl. It's been we've won. Uh, what have we won? Matt's never lost to them. I don't think it's like yeah. nine in a row. Uh, Zito? I, yeah, I
4: believe
3: so.
1: See those uh, Matt Lafleur. That was a rhetorical. That was a yeah. question. It's it's At least nine in a row. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, I mean, he knew. By the way, he had the stat. Eighteen. We got beat by him there when Joe Philbin was the coach. We beat him earlier, so it's definitely nine in a row. Um, Do you think? I mean, really a- is it a rivalry anymore? Oh, jeez. Go ahead, Shay.
3: There you go. Is it a rivalry anymore? Shot or no shot? It's not a rivalry unless you can win.
1: Well, first of all, uh, nice job by McAfee. All the money that he's paying Aaron Rodgers to do this every week. Nice microphone in that wine cellar that he did the broadcast from. That's number one. Number two, Aaron Rodgers calling the Green Bay Packers we as yeah. a
2: jet. And us. Huh. Yeah. You're a jet. You're not a Packer. We, huh? Go ahead, Cap. Sounds like somebody misses the rivalry. Look, have they had our number for a while? Yeah. We got a new regime in there. We've got a new vibe. And we got more talent coming. So we out there in New York, you worry about your Jimmy Kimmel issues because we're coming for the Packers on Sunday. Big time.
1: Well, I would say, Cap, when it comes to Shea's question, historically, it is a rivalry because you can't help but to see the matchups in the division year after year after year. Historically, it is a rivalry. However, when one part of the rivalry is the hammer and the other one is the nail, it is a problem because, because domi- they have dominated the Bears for 30 years. But you should know better than anyone, who's your biggest rival at
2: Georgia? Well... What did you say on the show a few weeks ago when we were discussing rivalries?
1: Well, we talked about Georgia-Florida and Georgia-Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech.
2: Yeah. Well, that is no rivalry. You're the hammer. They're the nail. But it's still, you said, your number one
1: rival. They got a nice recruiting class coming up, Georgia Tech, I was reading. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the come. Whatever. No, but, but the point is that the rivalry will always be there, yes. Yes, since the 90s, the Packers have gotten the best of the Bears from a one-loss record standpoint. So, yeah, it still stands for sure. But it would be nice for it to be a little bit more back and forth where the Bears can actually have, a, have some fight. I mean, Lovey Smith, whether or not you thought he was pandering or not, said the number one goal is to beat the Packers, win the division, win a Super Bowl, because you want to be able to beat the guys up north. You want to beat the Lions and the Vikings, too. Don't forget about that. Correct. But the but the the, the anger with the fan base is there. Even all these players, as you've mentioned for many, many years, I mean, they're just mercenaries. They're here for a cup of coffee, three, four years. They never really get firmly entrenched in the rivalry. They come over via free agency and not really understand. Hey, man, you're supposed to hate the Packers. We are? Yeah, we are the fans, but still it's just another game to a lot of those players. So, yeah, it means a lot to us, for sure, the rivalry. I'm excited, man. Yeah.
2: Like I wanted to see a game in that stadium. I've seen in most cool stadiums I've seen an event. But to see the Packers play the Bengals. <laughs> Packers Bears where we can knock them out of the playoffs? Oh, bring it on.
1: There's something to play for, as you coaches always say. There's always something to play for. You could be on your ass and but you still find a way like, "Hey, this is a goal we have to set today." Well, let's do this today. Correct. So, makes this sense. This is one you
2: don't have to give a motivational speech even though you're not going to the playoffs. You know what's at stake.
1: You know. Shay.
3: All right, Jeremy Fowler worked with our friend Courtney Cronin to break down what a return could look like on a potential trade of the number one pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. They wrote many experts believe the return would be larger than last year's draft trade. Fowler alluded to two future first-round picks in addition to this year's first, as well as multiple day-two picks and a premium veteran player on a manageable contract. So I'll just, like hypothetically lay this out. If you were to trade with the Giants, you could get pick five, this year's second, at a first the next two years, another day-two pick, and defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. Shot or no shot, the Bears have to trade the
1: pick. That's a no-shot. They don't have to. They don't have to. No, They don't have to do that. They could.
2: Look, it's the most important position in team sports. It is, being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you could tell me, nobody knows for sure, but that there's consensus that whoever it is, that guy's going to be a top-five quarterback in the NFL, like Peyton Manning when he came out. Bill Polian said I wouldn't trade him for 10 number one picks. That's how important that position is in football. Mm-hmm. If you could tell me, whoever it is, Drake, Bay, Caleb Williams, or the man on the moon, that guy will take you to the Super Bowl, then I'm not trading the pick. If you're like, I don't know, if he's okay, I don't think he's... Then trade the pick, keep Justin, and add to the Hall."
1: Quite the Sophie's choice, isn't it?
2: Right. Like, I asked you and Shea and Jay Moore this before the show. Now, armed with the knowledge that C.J. Stroud's probably a top 10 quarterback in the league. If you could go back to last draft, do you not make the trade with Carolina and take C.J. Stroud?
1: And, Shay, you said,
2: I would. And I would not. I would not. Now, if you told me it's Patrick Mahomes, okay, we can have that discussion. CJ Stroud's a really good player. Really good.
1: Yes, I think he surprised a lot of people.
2: But you take DJ Moore off our team then, because there's no trade. You take Darnell Wright off our team, there's no trade. You take Darnell Wright, DJ Moore, the number one overall pick this year, and the second runner of Carolina's next year. All that goes away. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't have a right tackle. I don't have any receivers. I would not. I want That trade is the basis for the turnaround.
1: It's funny. We use this phrase a lot lately about playing the results. And the results, the, results, the reason why you play them is because it's right in front of you. You see C.J. Stroud and you say, boy, what if he was in it? What if, right? The two biggest words of entertainment. What if C.J. Stroud was in a Chicago Bears uniform? Well, I don't know that C.J. Stroud would be someone that could be able to elevate the Bears just because he's under center. There's still other circumstances with that. Correct. I mean, again, the offensive line, who is, who is he throwing to, especially last year's team. Could you imagine? Ugh. Right. Again, who would be the number one receiver in that spot you this year? Again, if you took
2: C.J. Stroud, you never traded the number one pick last year. There's no right tackle. There's no D.J. Moore. There's no number one overall pick this year. None of it. And no number second runner next year. Right. None of it.
1: Right. This is the direction that they, they chose. I have no problem with the direction. But, again, it's about trying to get into the playoffs. Because of this, a non, another non-playoff season, next year, Cap, you got to get there. you got to find a way to get there. Agreed. With fields or without fields, you got to find a way to get there. You're going to add more talent. Does that talent mean that you'll be one of the top teams in the NFC? We will see. We will find out. So, I mean, to me, that's a, a, it's a no shot. But let's see what happens here in the off season. All right, Shay, what else do we have?
3: Uh, Iowa's Caitlin Clark has been all over sports center this morning. Last night against Michigan State, she hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to win the game 76-73. She launched it from the logo in front of a sold-out crowd in Iowa. Shot or no shot? The Bulls would be better with Caitlin Clark than Zach Levine. <laughs> That's
1: funny. That's a shot?
3: That's a no shot. But
1: on a drive kick, though, she'd be wide
2: open. She is huh? amazing to watch play. And if you bought tickets for that game yesterday, and they were going for hundreds of dollars to get in there. Yeah. If you bought that, there's not many better things that you could get rewarded with for your investment. Like being at Game 7 for the Cubs, that's a different level. Yeah. A regular season game, the girl who has lit the basketball world on fire, hits a shot from 35 feet over the top of a defender to win the game at the buzzer, Mm -hmm. not many things better than that.
1: Yeah, well, as far as on that level, yes, I would agree with that. It's always good, by the way, that when you have a women's program and a men's program that you can still draw well in college because you know it doesn't work that way. I like 90% of the programs... It doesn't work that way. Well, she,
2: she has made the Iowa Hawkeyes women far more compelling than watching the Iowa Hawkeyes men.
1: Hey, red-faced McCaffrey's going to come after you. I love
2: you. Fran. He's a great guy. He's going to be
1: pissed at you for saying that.
3: Sorry. It's, I'm uh, telling you the facts. He's going to be mad at you. <laughs> the, the energy in that building last night was nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah.
1: Nuts. You know, Good for those people to be there. I wish there was more examples of that, Cap, on a college campus. It's like oh the the women are out there they're not as very, they're not very good they're underachievers no she elevates that program where it's a must watch must watch so, there's a couple of programs like that
3: I was surprised I was watching an LSU game the other day the LSU women national champions Reese half empty I'm like what the hell well, well, it was they, the holidays though
1: they played Jackson State Jacksonville State or something like that no I think this was before the holiday
3: like I think it it may be like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas that's a good point yeah. Um, But still, I'm like a national championship program in a town like Baton Rouge where college athletics is life Mm -hmm. to be half empty. I was surprised. Their
2: coach is a a polarizing figure. Hell of a coach. God almighty. Mulkey. She is Kim Mulkey. Yeah. She is worst. what she wears, what she believes, how she comports. Mm. And she was an amazing player when she played at Louisiana. Amazing. No kidding. Yeah.
1: I think that, yeah, uh, I, and there's, there's a few programs where you want to see, like, obviously Bruno's been great at DePaul for years, mm-hmm. um, but just Angel Reese, and then what we saw last night, you and I, we're, we're looking at the highlights of that, that uh, buzzer beater what a, by Clark. It was amazing. When she gets into the WNBA, once again, they'll just elevate that, that product. She'll be a must-watch yeah. on the team that she's on. Super cool. All right, we go around the NFL. That is right around the corner, the power rankings. Wait until you hear this on Cap'n J. Hood.
0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago.
2: Captain J. Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm
0: not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls
2: out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what the are you looking for on these things here? Uh,
1: Around the National Football League, the Power Rankings Edition, and is brought to you by That'd be
2: Marquee Sports Network. Catch the Bears, the great Tom Waddle, the great Tom Thayer, the awesome Taylor McGregor, the great Cole Wright, all of them on Marquee all season long. We say good morning once again to Shea Norling.
3: Hoodie, I have killed the OLI. The OLI oh, is no more.
1: That's a shame.
3: I have a full top ten. All right. be great. In order, it'll be totally agreeable. Cap, you must agree with me after what has transpired the last couple of weeks. All right. We start with number 10, the Los Angeles Rams.
1: L.A. Rams. What do you think, Cap? Do you believe the L.A. Rams are a top 10 team in the National Football League?
3: Yes. They're playing
2: really well. they got a great coach. He just announced he is coming back. There had been speculation he might leave. And I said, if he leaves... There better be a Brinks truck that says McCaskey on the side of it pulling up to his house. He said, I promise, I am coaching the Rams next year.
1: That's amazing because that's a love for the game and love to be able to teach and coach because he can make it, you know, 2X of that, 3X of that doing TV. But you're not competing. Exactly. So we got number 10 for the Rams. No, number nine. <laughs> no, number I mean, it's nine. Le- it's less stress when you're just talking about it on TV, right? Right. I'm just saying. He wants well, it to probably compete.
3: also like it. Probably helps that this was supposed to be a rather terrible year. They have a defense full of rookies and day three picks. And the offense was supposed to take a step back. The cup injury early. Stafford, who knew? Like, the fact that they're playing as well as they are might also motivate them to stick around a little
1: longer. Nine and seven with a three-game winning streak, the Rams. All right, number nine.
3: Number nine is the Philadelphia Eagles. What a fall from grace. And honestly, I think they're probably a one and done. They're going to have to go on the road because the Cowboys are winning the East. They're going to have to play the first weekend in an uncomfortable environment. I don't know if they're going to win a game. That defense is horrible.
1: It's a tough one to stomach, Cap, because I really thought that the Eagles can get there. And again, it just the trend is is that they're not going in the right direction. Jay Moore and I thought highly of the Eagles, but it just doesn't work. And that's one of those things, Cap. We talked about in August. We said, "Oh, you know, the Eagles—they did some retooling." That's me believing in the front office more so than the actual team that they can get it right. It's it's so bad right now with the Eagles at 11 and five that there's hot seat talk with Sirianni. It's amazing. He just got the Super Bowl last year. Wait a minute. There's hot seat talk with Sirianni. Who's the owner? Shane Norling. Just saying. I
3: would never fire Sirianni. I would make him scapegoat as offensive coordinator, who has done a terrible job. No, maybe the quarterback's done a terrible job. Why is it always him too? Why can't we put it on the freaking players? Why are you running screens for the dead body of Julio Jones?
2: Had two touchdowns the other day. Why
3: can't we put it on the coaches? Cap, I can argue it both ways. I have no problem putting it
2: on coaches at times, but a lot of it falls at the feet of the players. But heaven forbid we criticize a precious player.
1: The player's pretty good, kid. Number eight. He is. The Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Casey Chiefs. The Chiefs
3: are number eight, which is also quite a fall from grace. But they just... They got the win against the Bengals, yeah. but again, they didn't look good getting there. And the defense took over at the end. I think offensively, they still are struggling to find weapons, even with the emergence of Rasheed Rice.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, all of this cap. I mean, it's several places we could play. You know, put the blame. There's no more enemy. No one wants to talk about that. That Biyanim's not there. Nagy is there. That's a problem. And of course, Yoko Ono also a problem on the team. Taylor telling you. Trouble. No shot. It's like she's
2: living in Kansas City and coming to practice.
1: You don't know what she's doing, pal. That's a weak excuse. No, weak. It's not, that's not weak. And... Hey, hold on a second. It's not weak. It's my opinion. My opinion is, is that there's the, the legs are weakened of Travis Kelsey. Not as effective.
2: Women weaken legs. That's what Mickey said in Rocky. Yeah.
1: So, there you have it. Not as effective. And, of course, Nagy. So, he did not uh, call the plays either. Okay. Okay. How about the enemy not being there? Do you think that's a factor? It has to be a factor, but how about paying no money for any receivers? Well, they try to do the Patriot way, right? Just find anybody out there because it's Patrick Mahomes. He could just do anything.
2: It doesn't work that way.
1: Damn right it doesn't.
2: Hmm. Where's Tyree Kill? He plays in Miami. Where's this guy? Where's that guy? Oh, where's uh, some of the offensive line? Not quite as good as it was.
1: That's when, again, still solid organization, as you well know. You have to tighten the screws. This is why the Eagles are at 9 and the Chiefs are at 8 on Shay's list. Those teams have to tighten the screws in the offseason. There you go. What are we missing? How can we get back to that championship level? Fair. That's it. Number seven,
3: the wildly impressive Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco. That defense wow. is incredible. Flacco just keeps throwing for three hundred plus yards. I, I frankly can't believe what they're doing, but it's hard to discount it now. Eleven and five. The results speak for themselves.
1: This will be. This is really the hallmark of what the season has been in the NFL, right, Cap? They, they, this is going to be always remembered as the backup year for quarterbacks. It's incredible. You got to stick here. You got to. You got a the uh, a quarterback here with the uh, the Browns that he just mentioned, Joe Flacco. A lot of backups getting a lot of time this year because of injury or whatever. Yeah, but he has the Browns at number seven. That's his team with a four game winning streak. Pretty good. So now I can't wait for number six. All right, Shade. Number six.
3: Number six is the Miami Dolphins, fresh off a ass kicking at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens. You know. Dolphins beat the Cowboys at home in the Fraud Bowl, and then went up to Baltimore with a chance to really cement themselves as one of the best teams, and got that ass taxed. I, I don't know if uh, Miami can be in the top five anymore.
1: I think that's fair. What was I mentioned to you about a month ago, Cap? The December swoon. Of the Dolphins, as good as they are offensively, and again. And now they lost Bradley Chubb, too. I think it's it, it, it's better than what we saw in the 80s with Marino, the type of weapons that they have, but it's about trying to get to the next level. I don't think that they're there yet. Can you imagine they're still on they're still on hard knocks? They're still rolling that every week in, in season? season?
2: Yeah, I haven't watched.
1: So that's—I mean—that's interesting. And then the Bills on the on the seventh of uh, January—that also will tell a great story. Great story. I just think one and done for them in the playoffs, Shay. That's what I think.
3: Yeah, that's what it feels like. Especially because I think Buffalo wins that game. Miami has to go on the road. God bless. Yeah. Uh, number five, as we move into the cream of the crop, is the Detroit Lions. Lions May not have won over the weekend, but I think lost in a way that at least proves they are as competitive as anybody. Nobody has kept it close in Dallas except
1: Detroit. What do you think, Cap? Lions' top five team, are they at five for you?
3: I think they are a top five
2: team. They got hosed the other day. They should have won that football game. They didn't. I hope they play with a chip on their shoulder.
1: I think they got hosed, huh? Well, uh, it's, it's funny because... Uh, Dan Campbell, will play it a little bit later on. Dan Campbell had some issues on uh, sports radio in Detroit regarding this. Very interesting. I mean, you know what? He wants you to tell it like it is. Well, uh, you got to hear that coming up in a little yep. bit He's here on awesome. Cap'n I love that dude. They play the Vikings coming up on the 7th do the Lions. All right, Lions 5, number 4.
3: Number 4 is the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to get a home game in the playoffs because they're going to win the NFC East. Who do they play this week? Washington. That means they're going to get at least one playoff win. And I just if they get to play in Jerry World, they're world beaters. So I'm all over Dallas as number four.
1: Uh, any disagreements there? I mean,
3: top no, team, they're outstanding. I think they can win the Super Bowl.
1: No, I don't think they can go that far. I just, I just think again. Let's see and that, that that Lions game though. Is there, was there any trepidation for you, Shay, to put them uh, maybe a little lower just based on how they won that game against the Lions?
3: Not really, because I don't think, like, the rest of these teams on the list, I don't think are even close to as good as Detroit or Dallas. So, like, the okay. two of them have to be at five and four. I wasn't going to move Detroit ahead of Dallas. They didn't win the game.
1: <sighs> okay. So, number three.
3: Number three is the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. They're back. I, like I know, it wasn't Boy, always
2: you like a windsock. Holy cow! You had Sean McDermott fired a few weeks ago.
3: I didn't have him fired. I said if it doesn't get better, he's going to get fired. It got better.
1: It got murky around the Bengals, Broncos losses, and then loss against the Eagles. And people thought, okay, this is going to be an underachievement team. I I said at the time, I said, don't be surprised if Josh Allen's the only one left if they keep going in this direction. Remember me saying that? I said. And Stephon Diggs is not happy. He was not happy at the time. McDermott, someone had to be the scapegoat if they underachieve. So we'll see.
3: Well, it's funny how Ken Dorsey gets launched off the team plane, and they elevate Joe Brady to be the offensive coordinator, and suddenly they actually look good. Yeah. It's just weird how that happens. Offensive coordinators seem to matter a little bit.
1: So Buffalo at number three, number two, Shay, Number two is the San
3: Francisco 49ers. Despite the loss to Baltimore and the not-their-best-football win against the Commanders, Look, they're the best roster in the football, top to bottom. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. They're going to be the one seed in the NFC. They'll get to host Dallas in uh, Santa Clara if it comes to that, Mm -hmm. or Philly, or Detroit, or whoever. I think it's very difficult to beat them there. But that's where the number one team comes into play because they did go to Santa Clara, and they beat that ass. The Baltimore Ravens, Kaplan, are the number one team in the NFL by a wide margin. Lamar is playing the best football of his career. He is the NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. They have just incredible coaching on the defensive side. That defense doesn't get talked about with Cleveland or the Jets or the others. It's as good as all of them.
2: Yeah, how did Lamar do when he was MVP the last time in the playoffs?
3: There was a different team. I didn't they, ask you that. They, all I, They lost. Let me be cl- correct. I'll answer the question, but you also, there is context to it. That team was all Lamar running everything that they wanted to do was with Lamar's legs. It was Greg Roman's offense. It was grind-out time of possession, and if we get down, we can't win because we don't have a passing attack. He didn't have a 1,000-yard wide receiver. His leading receiver was Mark Andrews with like 850 yards. So he was the Jackson 5. This is a different offense. This is Todd Munkin. (laughs) Deep drops, deep balls, it, it, it's been really impressive to see Lamar become a different player and be back in the MVP conversation.
2: He's really good. He's an amazing player. Amazing. He's going to have two MVPs. How many guys could say
1: that? That said, prove to me you can get to a Super Bowl and win it. Prove it. Jay Moore, who is the Tito on that team? Do you recall? Uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was all of them,
3: right? <laughs> he was every Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All it's the brothers. Randy, everybody. <laughs> what, what are we giving Willie Snead a spot in the band? I don't think so. <laughs> who are they probably going to get in the playoffs?
1: Oh man! Uh, they're,
3: well, they're going to buy. So
2: mm-hmm. no, in their first game, who are they going to get? We don't know. They're going to have a bye week. We have to see the game get played. No, but who's the matchup that will probably get them?
1: What's it looking uh, like? I have to look. You think you will get knocked out in the first round? Cal? I didn't say that. I'm, I'm, just I'm asking you. Who are they playing? I don't know. I'm just, do you believe that they are a wobbly number one for you? No, they're a really good football team. Mm -hmm. They would get either,
3: they could, they probably won't get Buffalo because Buffalo is likely to win in Miami. They're three point favorites. Mm -hmm. So they could get Miami again. They could get Cleveland. Uh, They
1: could get Indianapolis. Cleveland, Baltimore would be interesting. That'd be super intriguing. What if Baltimore? What if Cleveland gets on a heater, Tommy? What if Cleveland gets on the heater? Is that possible that they can start? Uh, it's possible, yeah. Yes, of course it is. Four in a row right now. Flacco's got nothing. If, not, nothing to lose. He's just letting it. Nothing. And Miles isn't Garrett it?
4: might be the defensive player of the year. He's
2: amazing.
1: Some guys
4: healthy possibly too. You get yeah. some guys back in your huddle. You, yeah. I mean Joe Flacco. Flacco. Flacco.
3: Flacco back in Baltimore. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> be I love Shay.
4: Shay's, Shea. I, I, I love your passion, and you have been consistent with the Ravens, but you may vacillate week to week when ah, this team is the best or this team is the work, but, but your passion never vacillates, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Say it loud, say it proud. He does. It's different this week than it was the week before. I admire the passion.
1: Say it loud, I say it proud. You, He's an NFL fan. By the way, did that's you. Right.
2: We're going to play the Dan Campbell. Sports radio thing for you since you and Sylvie co-host the Matt Eberflu show. We yeah. are going to
1: show you how it goes in Detroit. Yeah, we're gonna play Uh-oh. that for you, Tommy. And yeah, by the way, if you didn't know, you're you're coming up next. Uh right here on Cap and J Hood.
0: Welcome back to Cap and J Hood. You're officially locked in. Your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Tom Waddle, Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears.
2: The guy's amazing.
0: 1989 All-Madden team and afternoon co-host on ESPN Chicago.
4: I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's
0: Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen, I got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Kevin G. ESPN Chicago.
1: It's a Waddle Wednesday here on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app, and Tommy is on the hotline. That
2: would be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle,
0: thunder,
1: clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Car X name. Morning, Tommy. How are you? <laughs> I missed that. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, happy New Year. Good to, see- uh, uh, good to talk to you.
4: Uh, it's good to hear your voice, Jonathan. I talk to Cap all the time, so... But it's good to hear your voice,
1: absolutely, sir. So we're looking forward to. We talked about uh, how this is meat and cheese week, the Bears and the Packers. Oh, yeah. So where do you place Justin Fields and his play against Atlanta versus other starts you've seen? Where is oh, it? Is it top God. three, it's, top
4: five? It's, it's 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 gold medal, and it's not even close. It's not even close. It's the best I've seen him play. I felt that way Sunday watching him from my couch, and it was just my thoughts about that we just reaffirmed when I watched the film yesterday. Um, <clears throat> and it's not, for, it's, not the speci- it's, it's not the yards. It's not He ran for a touchdown. He threw for a touchdown. He threw for 268. The stuff that has kept me up at night, not literally, but from a football you know, perspective, is stuff that doesn't necessarily show up in the stats. It's not functioning efficiently in the pocket, walking into a sack versus shuffling left, shuffling right, or climbing the pocket to create a throwing lane not getting the ball out quick enough and then ultimately allowing a defender to come in and knock the ball away or just not seeing the field clearly enough or trusting what you're seeing and pushing the ball downfield that's the stuff that's the quarterback related stuff that has left me uncertain about his future going forward in this organization the athletic stuff he's one of one on so many fronts like he does stuff that you know, I think I got in an argument with Philly Sid last year when, when, when Sid called the show and tried to tell me that Jalen Hurts runs the ball as well as Justin Fields. There's nobody in the National Football League that, when he has the ball in his hands and his priority is running the football, there's no better running quarterback in the league. His size, his speed, his durability—more than his Lamar? Strength. No question, Cap, because he's stronger than Lamar. Lamar may have a little bit, a, a little more burst. Maybe not even now because Lamar's older. But I'll take Justin Fields' ability to run with the ball in his hands over Lamar at this point. Now, I mean, it may be a close second, but my point is is that he can do some things, and he does some off-platform stuff that is out of this world. But you can't get to the top of the mountain just leaning on the off-platform stuff. You go back and watch what he did, and I don't know, Jonathan, whether or not it was just he said, F it. This may be my last game in front of this Soldier Field crowd as this team. They may be moving on from me. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to play free. First play of the game, pushes the ball downfield, takes a shot. It was a good route, little combo route on the outside. Outside guy runs a little post. Inside guy runs a little kind of wheel route. It's open, throws a beautiful ball. They ran the same exact play in the second series to the left side. He did the same thing. He threw that post route to Tyler Scott, and again, Tyler Scott doesn't track the ball well enough. That's an issue. Um, that's a beautiful, not only is it a beautiful throw, he doesn't make that. He didn't make that throw last week against the Cardinals when he had an opportunity to throw it to D.J. Moore on the ball that was intercepted. The touchdown pass, he throws into a spot. My favorite play of the entire game was the first play of the second half where he throws the deep in route against man coverage. I think I've only seen him throw that or attempt that throw one other time the ball got batted down against Detroit. The fact that he's just he's he's stepping up into the pocket, he's trusting what he sees and he's willing to push the ball downfield in this game. DJ makes a great, does a great job, as a, a one does, leans on Terrell, knocks, pushes him, or Terrell, or however you pronounce his name, AJ, moves him outside, creates some space, the ball's delivered. It's a huge play. He doesn't even attempt that throw half the time. And it's the stuff that drives me crazy when I watch the film. I told Cap, Jonathan, when you were off, I, you go back and look at the second half of the Cardinal game, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like wringing oh, my hands. I'm like, this no, you can't, this, this, you can't play this way. And I think that that's kind of been the message over the course, or that's kind of been the theme over the course of the last year or so, that you'll see a really good half, or you'll see sometimes even a th- into the third quarter, but you haven't seen a complete game. And the things that don't show up on the stat sheet, like willingness to push the ball downfield and take your shots, that, was, that all went away. Like, so for me, watching that film, I, it, just, it was by far the best game I've seen him play. And I think part of it is he just said, F it. I'm going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to take my shots. And okay. Them. Okay.
2: So the question is, is this, similar to your partner Sylvie saying, pop-up championships or pop-up division titles. Is this a pop-up
4: what we saw? Because the Arizona game yeah. is less than two weeks ago. Yes. It's a cap. I know what you're saying. It's like, look, it's the conundrum. The second half of the Cardinals game, I'm telling you, people, I, I know Chase Daniel, I love Chase. Chase said Justin Bald against the Cardinals. I don't know if he watched the second half. They threw for 35 yards against that putrid defense. Yeah. Like, the reads weren't made. The, you know, it just, there was a couple of splash plays where he tucked and run. I thought it was some of the worst film I've seen all year. And in, so I was interested to see how he was going to play against the Falcons. I'm some, one of these guys that, you know, when you have to make a decision of this magnitude, You've got to look inside the details. How do you play against the better defenses? And while the Falcons, you know, they're, they're not the Chiefs defensively. They're not the Browns defensively. Their coordinator's not nearly as accomplished as Brian Flores. But that was a top-ten defense statistically. Now, they may not have had it really into, any interest in playing in Chicago weather, but that's a statistically top-ten defense, and you give that quarterback. And, oh, by the way, guys, that offensive coordinator, a lot of credit for what happened. Yeah, Luke He deserves a lot of credit. Doesn't, it doesn't happen when you put a crappy game plan together and then everyone just overperforms. There were guys running wide open out there. And, I, I mean, listen, to, to answer your question, Cap, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest question that Ryan Poles is going to have to answer. Because at the end of the day, as impressed as I was with what I saw, and I was thrilled to see that kid take his shots, and not only take his shots, but be accurate with them. And a lot of times, guys, you're not going to hit all of those balls. Because the other guys get paid, and it's a higher degree of difficulty trying to take those shots. But you've got to take them. Josh Allen takes them. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts takes them. They, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. They all all the top quarterbacks take those shots, and if you get it picked off, fine. As long as the read was right and you went through the progress, and you made a mistake or the, it wasn't as accurate, or the other guy gets picked, fine. I don't care. But you gotta try it. So if you're Ryan Poles, you know my, my stance all season long has been the same, and it's not it hasn't changed. If Ryan Poles has come to the conclusion that there's a guy in this draft that he feels can take his team to a place that the current guy can't then you make the pick. If you're not 100% certain, and you're not all in, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May or, or Michael Penix or whoever it is, then you don't, you don't take the chance. So, I mean, like the, the, I think the dilemma's the same. And you can ride the roller coaster. Like, if you were seriously watching the film of the second half of the Cardinals game and you were unbiased and you were neutral... You'd have run that card to the to the commissioner with the first pick of the draft. <laughs> Caleb Bears take Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. If you watch that film against the Atlanta Fal- Falcons, you're like, no chance. I'm trading that pick, and I'm going to get a haul, and we're going to move forward with the hip. It, uh, You live in this, you know, you live in this instant gratification here and now society. You, I will say this, guys: you go to Green Bay and you put it on them, and our quarterback plays better than theirs, and you do something you haven't done for. What, seven years? They've lost seven in a row in Lambeau. Justin's 0-5 against the Packers. Jordan Lovestone for 3,843 yards and 30 touchdowns, something no bear quarterback has ever done in the history of this grand franchise. Our guy goes up there and beats them, and he plays better than their quarterback. Loudest statement that this kid and this coaching staff could have made over the last two years.
1: We preview the Bears and Packers and also some big, a big statement by Dan Campbell, the head coach for the Lions. You'll hear that coming up next with Tommy on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000.